Miller. On this next part of the inaugural all-female grounds crew softball Little League World Series series, um, we have Miss Amy Fowdy and Miss Nina Odenkamp. They are two of the most uh, professional uh, groundskeepers that I've ever met. Um, Amy, at her time with Michigan State, uh, long tenure now with the Mots Group, and Nina doing incredible work in, uh, I believe, Omaha, Nebraska, and the surrounding area with her field construction. Um, it was great to put these two great minds together in this podcast to discuss everything that goes on when it comes to field construction from like parks and rec level, little league levels, all the way up into, again, professional stadiums across the world. Um, and just to get insight on what they know and how they have developed their knowledge over the years to then bring it to, again, with everything, the Little League World Series. And it's it was really, really cool because something that I recognized throughout the weekend, especially with these two, they were so open with the kids, uh, the younger individuals that were on the crew, always trying to help them. Um, I know Amy uh, spent a lot of time trying to teach uh, one of my students how to properly do things, and uh, Nina was always working with uh, younger individuals on different tasks and showing them the right way. And It was just incredible to see, again, these industry leaders taking these young women under their wings and really just being a mentor. and again, it's such short notice, um, and it, it was great to hear their experience and to get their point of view. Again, uh, I believe Amy discusses how she really never thought something like this would ever happen in her career. Um, 30 plus years in the industry, uh, again, being one of the best to ever do it. Um, and it was just incredible to, again, see in her eyes what it meant to her and what this whole series was again for this entire crew (laughs) it was incredible to get to speak to all of that and it's i can't thank amy and nina enough for everything that they do for all of us and for inspiring that next generation um and again it is just incredible so i hope you enjoy this episode of tiger turf talk Welcome back. Uh, we're live here in Greenville, South Carolina, North Carolina. Sorry, <laughs> at the Little League World Series. Uh, now we have uh, Miss Nina Oldenkamp of Odie's Field Experts and Amy Fowdy, CSFM Field Consultant for the Mots Group. How are you guys doing? How's the experience been? It's insane that we're all here, and it's been phenomenal. But what's it been like for you guys personally? Oh, this whole experience has been life changing for me. Yeah. Um, being around all these young people, um, seeing the the future of the industry so bright, um, I I just uh, I'm overwhelmed. It it truly is, yeah, for sure. How about you? Um, I think I'm dreaming. I'm pinching <laughs> myself awesome. every day. Um, I'm sitting next to Amy Fowdy, which is somebody who's been in the industry forever and an idol, and she's here. Yep, yep, girl, it's you. And everybody else that's here. I mean, I'm sure Yeah. we got a long list of names, but um, just be here with all these women and doing what we do. Yeah. It's powerful, it's unforgettable, and don't wake me up. 
<laughs> I hear you, for sure. I love that. Um, and again, it's I. It's been incredible for me to just sort of observe and everything. And it's just another day at the office for you guys. It's no, no different than what you guys do already. Um, but having that experience and having that impact of being the all female grounds crew for the first time ever. What does the significance of that mean to you and how do you see this sort of playing out in the future at different events maybe? We were talking to the other, like, we can go to the Super Bowl if you guys need us to. Like, <laughs> so, where do you want us? Where, where do you see this sort of going? And again, that impact that you guys see on these young kids on, and I've been saying it all week, the impact you guys are having on the girls that are playing and the people that are watching and seeing the ability of you guys it's again unparalleled across the board you know so what does it mean to you and sort of the future of what this holds well for me you know I grew up um, playing softball you know when I was a kid played softball uh, played little league kind of came up through little league played high school played you know dreamed about playing in college Um, and it's just uh, you know this this experience seeing these young young girls um, you know learning life lessons and things you know camaraderie winning losing how to deal with that picking yourself up you know it just it's all life life experiences it teaches you how to live um, so that's very very special it's very influential for me and it's it's a, like a full circle thing you know um, it's 50-year anniversary of Title IX, and, um, you know, that thinking about that in my life um, that we've always had opportunity and that, um, you know, we didn't have to fight for the opportunity. We were given an opportunity. And um, so grateful for those women that came before me that, that were able to... Um, really you know set that stage up for us and then our our task to set up that for the next generation um is very very special i you know for me um just like our good friend kelly lynch um you know i didn't think i'd ever see an event with an all-female ground crew in my lifetime and uh to be here and to mentor and teach and uh support and hopefully, you know, see these young people go out and do the same thing. It's like a big pay it forward. I love it. That's so awesome. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm geeking out over here, honestly. Yeah. Special. Uh, yeah. So our hashtag, see it, be it. And uh, I grew up, I've, I've been in the industry for 16 years. And so I kind of grew up in it. Uh, it's, a, it's a family-owned business. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, but I, growing up, I was a tomboy. So I hung out with the boys. And now... Being in the sports ter- construction, I hang out with the guys, you yeah. know. So I, I didn't know what I was missing. And when I was invited to the Olympic Club, and I became, I mean, surrounded with 30 women who were turf experts, or in the what a, industry, turf industry experts, yeah. and it was just like, whoa, like what just happened? And it's just a completely different atmosphere. Um, just being surrounded by these women, and um, I don't know, do like growing up with along with girls, you know, we can kind of be kind of catty, I'm going to say, and <laughs> so, you know, when you hang out with the guys, it's a different world, but when yeah. you hung out with these girls, it was like, we were, we're, we were together, we were working for the same goal, mm-hmm. 
um, whether it was getting a field ready or a course ready. Um, it's just it's just powerful. We're there to support each other. We're there to teach each other. We're learning from each other, and um, so I mean that's just what it means to me. You know, I see I it, be powerful. it. You know, yeah. you see yeah, it, you be sure. it. Yep, you can that's, be it. That's awesome. Now, this is sort of the field construction podcast. Obviously, long tenure in NCAA and then obviously your company. What has it been like sort of developing that sort of, again, field construction, the um, trying to get to something that I can't get there, uh, the relationship that you guys have to create with your uh, customers, with your clients, different things that you're doing. Uh, what has it been like for you over the years? Obviously, 15 years, you said 16 years. Um, how has it been... Again, field construction, the Moss Group's a big group. You're working with so many different people. How do you sort of grow that those relationships that will last and allow your company to thrive and for your, the Moss Group to grow? Well, for me, you know, it, it's been 30-plus year career in the industry. You have a lot of relationships, right? You've met a lot of people. You've done a lot of things. You've learned from a lot of people. And um, you take those relationships and... Um, you know, I, now I'm in a role with the Mutz Group to be able to, to give back and say, hey, you know, here we are. Here's here's an opportunity for, for us to su- support you and your initiatives. And, uh, like, what do you need? What are the problems you're having? And I think, you know, you'd say the I, same thing. I'm kind of going to say right? I'm going to piggyback off of what, exactly what you just said. And it's just like the end of the day, it's like our passion is to build... Yep. Or give you a great field, right. and you need. and tell you how to, you you can be, how, achieve that great field. You know, we're going to give you the resources, we're going to give you the products, and and at the end, after we give it to you and and leave that, you know, after we're done, we're not we're not gone. We're still there. You can call us anytime if you have an issue, you have a question. Advice is free. Absolutely. Call us. We, we get, I get phone calls sometimes 10 o'clock midnight. <laughs> I might not answer it, but if I am awake. It's like, I appreciate you guys yeah. calling me, but let's go to a normal time. But, I'm sorry. But, they, they but they're not customers anymore. They're family. Because right. once you're there for so long, too, you know the town. You know the people. That's awesome. And, yeah, call me. If you need something, call me. I'll do whatever I can for whatever the reason is. I didn't come. I'm not a come and go. We're not a come-and-go company. Gotcha, we're not gotcha. building. Yeah, we're we not popping up. there. Yeah. Like, we're here. We're here to... Absolutely. We want, we want your field. I want to put my name on your field, too. You know? So... So where, where are you based out of? I'm sorry. That's I, okay. There, yeah. there are so many people I'm trying to <laughs> hey, keep all the information. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Uh, what are you focusing on with OE's, obviously, family business? How about we just do, like, a history backstory on the company and what you do, what you're focusing on, natural versus synthetic or things that you guys are working on. Um, just a background, because I'm, I'm awesome to hear the yeah. stories behind especially when it's a family-owned business. It's, like, a really cool thing to learn about. Yeah. So. Yep, I mean, like, family business, so we started with one piece of equipment, one trailer, and we would go and build fields, you know, and or help renovate fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gentleman... Uh, that's well known in the town. Uh, can I say names? Or? Yeah, 100%. Okay. His name is Joe McDermott. Um, he, I hope I don't get in trouble. I, didn't, that, I, didn't know I don't know. But, but, you, but, you but if it wasn't, for, but no, if it wasn't for him, you're we wouldn't good. be around. So gotcha. um, he just said, Shout hey. out Joe. Yeah. So he has passed away, but his Sorry. family, he's still around. I mean, the, the company's still around. The, but um, if it wasn't for him, he said, nobody does this. And uh, my godfather and my father 
together said, okay, so they just started doing it on the weekends, you know, and it was just kind of a hobby for them. So cool. And then, um, and then where I came in for the most part was I, hey, you want to throw some 50 pound bags? I'm a young kid. Let's throw some 50 pound bags. So <laughs> figure it out. You know, we start buying more equipment, you know, more trucks, have a building now, have an office. We're picking up more business, you know, so and so and so. So then we started building the business. And we started building fields, and then we were like, okay, we're done. And they're like, now how do we take care of it? So now we've built it. Now we're helping maintain it. Now we're helping supply it. So that's just kind of the story of Odie's in a way. But 15 years later, we have our own place. We have a lot of equipment. Uh, we take pride in having the right equipment, the right sports turf equipment. We go to the shows. Uh, we check out all the new equipment, have the best products, and... Through trial and error, we found things that work. We found things that don't work, and um, I don't know. I don't know anything else. What I love parts. seeing the sparkle in your eye <laughs> when you're talking about it. Like it's passion. Like yes. you love it. It is. That's it's what family. The I love whole, it. The whole week has been like, like everything. Everyone's doing. It. I'm just like. I'm just so honored to be here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Um, but you have to have passion yeah. in this industry if you don't, or in any job. If you don't like what you do, if you're not passionate. What are you go doing? find, go. You're in the wrong spot, yeah, you know. Sure. So yeah, everyone here has passion, and you can see it. You can see it in this field. Even Greenville, the stadium. Awesome. There's last passion was, here. There's last passion night here. Was crazy. It got really. Fun. They were standing out here on <laughs> the field. Yeah. I was yeah. like. Oh geez! Okay, <laughs> I didn't realize there was that many people. Last night's turnout was so goosebumps. Awesome! Oh my goodness! Like yeah. you had to, you had to be here to see it. Absolutely, it was very, very, very yeah. memorable. So Michigan State, long tenure, incredible career. Oh, I always was amazed with your work because obviously a lot of people are like, well, why isn't it just synthetic? You know, like you're so far north. Um, what was it like for you? Again, developing the career that you had, the incredible career, and getting to the Mods Group, what was that journey kind of like for you um, when it comes to sports field management and everything that you do? Well, I started in golf. You know, um, we're, glad, had... we're glad we got you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> started in golf, uh, had some amazing uh, mentors, right? Um, not unlike Chris and, and uh, Jake. Yeah. Here, here this week. Yeah, like yeah. I had a lot of great mentors when I was young, and so supportive, right? Like I was always like a puppy on a leash, man. Like <laughs> let turn me loose. I just want to go. I want to do something. I want to get out. Like I want to learn. Like what are we doing? Um, I want to hang around. I want to follow you around. <laughs> and um, but I, I had an opportunity when I was uh, 16 to start working on a golf course, and um, and started doing that and then the guys um it, that i had met in wisconsin were like hey like if you if you want to do this and this is your passion like you need to go to michigan state you need to go to school so got accepted to michigan state um did an internship at a golf course in japan that so i was gone awesome. for, for uh like five months on my internship um and uh um came back was in the golf business, was an assistant, and then a superintendent at a small public course for a while. And it just really, I don't know, it really wasn't my jam. Like, I, I, like, grew up loving sports. Like, I grew up in Wisconsin, so, like, the Packers, the Brewers, like, they were everything. Mm -hmm. Like, our family, like, our, our social gatherings were gathered around a, a TV or a sport event. Mm -hmm. 
like we just love sports, right? Yeah. And then, so I got into um, got into uh, sports turf um, by way of working at Michigan. Um, took care of the football and soccer fields there. Gotcha. Did some construction. Um, and then the alma mater came knocking at the door <laughs> um, and was able to go back uh, to like, my alma like mater. That. We don't like that blue on you. Come back here. <laughs> <laughs> For 16 years. And really enjoyed that, and and again, like, uh, was mentored by some incredible people mm-hmm. um, who supported me advancing, saw something in me. So I wasn't just field manager there; I was involved in facilities, event management, operations, uh, project management, um, liaisoning with physical plant, or you know, dealing with uh, special events in the community, concerts, like you name it. Um, was pulled in to provide a perspective and a, and a way to, to accomplish a task. Um, I always like to say we had like superpowers, this group of people that I worked with at Michigan State, because they'd be like, okay, well, this is what we want to do, and we only have a third of the amount of time, we have like a third of the budget, like how do we get this done so it looks like expert, right? Yeah. So it was just amazing there. Um, my, my, uh, my mentor, Greg and I, Greg Iani, uh, he's a deputy AD there, and consider him to be like like a father to me, like from what I learned from him about being a professional, about having patience, um, about being a leader and a mentor. Phenomenal person, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really special. And it, and it grew my passion for construction, project management, um, relationship developing, yeah. which kind of led to where I am today. Yeah, you know? I was going to say you with the Moats right group. Moats group perfectly, you know? Yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, it Moats is a 45-year-old company uh, centered in the Midwest. So, you know, we're on the other side of the Mississippi. We don't compete with Odie's, you know, like Odie's they're over there. You know, we got we got this side of the Mississippi. They got that side of the Mississippi. <laughs> um, and, you know, it started with Joe and uh, it was like a man, a truck and a mower. So I think kind of similar, similar backgrounds. And uh, again, like he got asked to, you know, hey, we don't have anybody that does this. Can you do this? Can you fertilize our... Uh, natural grass high school fields and then it was can you fertilize and take care of you know the Bengals field for us and then you know it just grew and grew until Moats was taking care of um, you know World Cups and Super Bowl fields and you know installing uh, these fields as well and then they stepped away for a time uh, as synthetic kind of came into the marketplace and stayed focused a little bit closer to home because they had been traveling all over the world doing different things and um, recently have come back to you know wanting to return to their roots you know I always laugh a little return to their roots Um, and getting back into growing the natural grass division of the company and and that's where I step in you know building relationships um, the experiences that I've had uh, you know, ho- wanting to solve other people's problems and help them find a way to to um, be successful. You know, I never look at sports field managers as ever competing against each other. Like we're not the people on the field. We're the we're the people that set the stage for greatness. 
where, every day. Where the game begins. That's correct. We have all kinds of taglines yeah, yeah. that we can use, right? That was, Nick McKenna was like, this is mine. I, I wanted to put this on there. <laughs> I yeah. it it's like, this is what I always tell my crew. I'm like, all right, Nick, that's great. <laughs> but it that's is awesome. very true, you know? Yeah. Um, you guys were talking about passion a little bit ago, and it, it is rooted in like what you love and what you do. What are some of the maybe craziest, funnest experiences that you've had in your career? Obviously, you work with so many different people on so many different sites. And you've worked in NCAA for a long time, and even like this, I'm sure this is up there. Um, but what are some of the best events that are uh, experiences or chaos or whatever when it comes to your time in the industry? Uh, I mean, every day is chaos, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so that's the best best thing about it, right? That's what keeps us on our toes. <laughs> uh, you know, but, I mean, right away, I mean, this last few years, or I don't know, it's been a full year. It's been a full year. Um, 2021, I did the Olympic Club. Um, or just a few months ago, I did Pine Needles with the U.S. Women's Open with the women in turf. Now I'm here, so this has been the most rememberable, the most craziest time of my life um so if i had to take those out of there <laughs> i mean i'm like i can't even i can't even think past this i mean Sorry. this last year has just been just overwhelming and it's so cool to see how far yeah. this has come and it's how fast it's moving so um i don't know i feel like home's boring now <laughs> there's, a few, there's, a, there's a few stadiums at home that are fun to work on you know and do the infill renovations helping them get ready each year for their seasons um so, I mean, just those fun. I mean, I guess I can, one field that I love working on or I did work help work on was uh, in town we have Warner Park, the Storm Chasers. Awesome. And they're usually going first. So our season starts, like, because of winter. Mm-hmm. We're, we can start doing stuff February, March, and that's when Zach out at Warner needs help. So I have him on my schedule first, and um, it's just it's a cemented block. In, yeah, because he's calendar. first. I know, I know he's going first. He needs to be ready first. Yeah, and uh, and it's right around March Madness time. <laughs> nice. So the deal is, if I come out and help you, you got to put the game up on the on the big screen. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's awesome. fair. So that's always fun. You got to get like the seven games. It's Big yeah. enough, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I enjoy that every year. That'd probably be my. That's so that's cool. my favorite. That's awesome. Well, it's interesting how uh, you know over the years, like what's most important and valuable kind of changes, like uh, from a professional experience. Um, you know, I think it was going to uh, be being a part of building what was needed for our team to go to the Rose Bowl. Um, it was the hundredth anniversary of the Rose Bowl, Michigan State, played Stanford and won. It was like a Cinderella season. Um, And like to be a part of the team that came together five years or so before that, like everybody had a role in the department. We all came together with the goal to go to the Rose Bowl. And then when we did it, um, my husband and I got to go 10 days as guests of the team so we got to do everything the team did rose bowl parade all that kind of stuff it was fantastic and then to come home and get like a rose bowl ring and get all that kind of stuff like it it was just incredible and to share that with my husband and and the people my work family you know um personally now um you know life changes a little bit and i've got six grandsons 
Congratulations. Uh, under under the age of like nine. God, All boys. God bless you. God bless you. And um, I I love them and and you know I love my work now, but like to watch them grow and uh, teach them goofy little things so that they say them. Get them on their toy boards, right? Yeah, get, yeah, like to John, play John ball. Deere with that. Yeah, you know, John Deere toys, <laughs> like whatever kind of toys. Yeah. Um, but. But that's what brings me like joy today is like spending that time with my family because there are so many years like in this business where, you know, you're married, your job, the job's the lifestyle and you don't, you don't get your weekends, you don't get your nights, you don't get like regular holidays off. Like we worked every holiday but Christmas, we could work. So um, stuff like that, like it's just evolved for me. And that's, that's so awesome that again, you figured out a way to sort of find the important things in life and focus on them when you needed to, which is awesome. Um, with everything like the Rose Bowl and whatnot, I'm always intrigued when it comes, and this is sort of like a past like questions for sure. Michigan State, um, I'm always intrigued what the sort of relationship is, and it seems like you had a very good relationship with the front office, meaning like athletic directors and all that. Um, what was sort of the working relationship with like the coaches and the players if they had input on anything like that? Was there anything like that for you and your crew when it came to uh, practice facility, game field, expectations, like what they're thinking? Because coaches sometimes like to think they know more than you a lot of the time. But what was that kind of like for you? And again, for 17 years, 16 years? 16. 16 years. I mean, there's so much time to develop a good relationship, work relationship. What was that like for you? And how was Michigan State maybe different than other places? I'd say, like, the relationship that I had with all of our head football coaches that I worked with, like when I was at Michigan, I worked with Lloyd Carr and then John L. Smith and Coach Antonio. So... I'll just speak about the football relationships because that was like my primary responsibilities. But, you know, I, I always knew that, and this is maybe a little different philosophy, is that, you know, I'm a steward of something. It doesn't belong to me. Um, I love that. So I always had this kind of outlook that, you know, I need to do the best I can to, to take care of this for everybody. And... Uh, so I would just ask, like, when um, I'd just pop in, I had a field coach when I was at Michigan. We'd talk, like, every day during the season. We'd talk once in a while. Like, that was uh, Brady Hoke, uh, who, who's been a head coach as well in the NCAA. But we'd talk every day about the field, like, what do you need, stuff like that. And then, you know, moving on to John L. Smith and Coach Antonio, like, I always started with, okay, what are the three most important things you need from me and my staff? Like, is there something I can do right now? And so they would tell me, and then our crew would always focus on those first three things that they said, right? And we'd talk it through, and and then, you know, then they'd ask, uh, they all asked, actually, like, what do you need from me? And I said, you know, just, just talk to me. Like, tell me what you want. Like, I love this game. I love this team. And I said, all I'm really looking for is jewelry at the end of the day. So, you know, let's figure this out. Like, how do we do that? And that always made him smile, you know. 
I said, chicks dig diamonds. <laughs> so, you know, let's get some championship rings or necklaces or whatever. Something and, along the lines of... Yeah, I said, that's all I need. I just need a championship ring when we get done. That's, that's so cool. But, and like you were saying, like when it comes to managing it, everybody has to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Your groundskeepers, your coaches, your players. If you're not on the same page, then there's a weak link, weak link and... Yeah something's not flowing they're, they're not you, right? yeah and I mean just make everybody's job easier you make the fields better by staying on the same page and for what we do when so, we I was about to ask that okay. question you, got I, you know you what you can step away with me me and Amy got I this no Nina and I are just going to interview each other the rest of the time I, I would okay. love to watch but after we, after, <laughs> after we build the field and we're turning it over to them mm-hmm. it's like okay well I can come back a year later and go what the heck happened here or I can come back and say wow it's still a brand new field. So if you get everybody on the same page, and especially like when you're a younger levels or, you know, different groups that are, that are playing on it, mm-hmm. they just, they play nonstop and they get beat up nonstop. And if you can get family or parents involved, the kids involved, what one groundskeeper could do in eight hours, a team can do in an hour. You know, it takes a little training. Exactly. It takes a little training. Yep. It takes a little, you know, at first, but as soon as you get, they start teaching each other. And you can, when you go out to a field, you can tell who's on the same page with each other, who's communicating, and who's just said, oh, somebody will take care of it, not me, you know. So. <laughs> I always loved it. Like, uh, Coach, Coach D would, um, I, I'd get a call or a text, like, come over or something from practice, and, like, he'd have a new coach on his staff. And this coach would just be in, a, in one spot, and he'd be drilling. And Coach D would come over, and he'd, like, yell at him and tell him, what the what are you doing? Like, you need to move. Like, we have to use this field. Like, all the rest of the fall, you're killing me here. And then I get, like, these little ha-has and stuff from, like, other staff. Like, ha-ha, this was the new guy. He got it, you know? And it would happen whenever he'd get a new coach That's or whatever. That's so awesome, though, that the coach But it was, it was, was like, um, I just, it's so special to be respected. Like, you just want to be appreciated mm-hmm. for what you do. Yeah. So I think that's the most important thing. I agree. So with the, and I know some of these schools out there that I work with, the pitcher is in charge of patching his own mound, but mm-hmm. he's done. The catcher's in charge of patching his own area. Yeah. In the base positions, they're in charge of breaking out their areas. When they see what it takes to maintain that, they respect it more. And not only that, but they look at it and they say, this is mine. This is our yep. field. It's Ownership. not. Yeah. They take, yeah, it's their field. You know, so it's, it's pretty cool when you have people working together like that and communicating with each other like that for sure and i think i think that's important again as an industry and this event is doing that is showing everyone like how much actually does go into it it's not just i'm at the ballpark here we go you know which there are so many people i was a victim of that as a kid you know uh i tell the story again too often but uh i was huge new york Mets fan. still am we're actually good finally that was a miracle we'll, we'll crash and burn now um but we went to a game <laughs> And uh, Pete Flynn had put the New York cityscape in the outfield, like mowed in. And for two seconds, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then I was done. I didn't think about how I got in there, who did it, or whatever. Right. I was back on Mike Piazza, my favorite player, the Hall of Fame catcher, not the Hall of Fame groundskeeper, you know, because I was just oblivious. And I, I hope to one day shed more light on... Again, that's why half the reason why I do these podcasts is just to like show people like there are so many incredible human beings out there that take care of your fields, whether you're a little league T ball player or you're a 
fan at a professional sporting event. You know, like it's showing what you guys do and the significance, especially when it comes to field construction. Like <laughs> there are so many things that can go wrong. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's not just like like there's a big mess up. If there's like one little thing off, you can have the whole field be screwed. You know, so I appreciate what you guys do and the expertise that you bring to the table because we're actually going to have a field renovation at Brentsville uh, this winter. We have, uh, I don't know how we did it, but every school in our county has artificial turf field on their game field, and we were up for our turn. But with the program and the kids and their work, they're going to put on a practice field. So, uh, again, thank you, Prince William County, for that. Um, but uh, That's awesome. Yeah. The... Uh, the field now, though, is, like, from, like, the 60s. So, like, it is two feet below the track, and they're putting in a new track, so they have to renovate the field to make sure everything's graded right. So, um, yeah, it's... I'm a little nervous because I don't want it to be, like, messed up, and I, I want to get out there and do stuff, but I'm not allowed to because of the contract and everything. But, um, yeah, it's incredible what you guys do with field construction. Um, with, with, with you describing what you know you're helping your field is it just made me think that when we look into building these fields there's not one set plan you want a baseball field oh here's the plan it's like they're every single field is completely different it Absolutely. has different has whatever it is different soils what the structures around it the history behind it what you know and it's just like so Every, I call I say every field has its own beast. When you go in, you can kind of say this is how we're going to build it. Mm -hmm. But when you go in and you start tearing things up, you're like, wow, look what I just found. Or yeah. we didn't consider, you know, we didn't take this into account and stuff like that. So, yeah. yes, every field is different. And you're going to, I hope that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I hope everything goes great with your field. I'll, no, I will. I'll send you an email. <laughs> and, along the, <laughs> and along the same lines, though, I think you want the, the three same outcomes, whether you're a professional athlete or whether you're putting in something at your local park. You want it to be safe, playable, and aesthetically pleasing. Exactly. Right? 100%. In that order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that yeah. order. Yes. Exactly. Right? Yep. And, and I need to be, you know, a t-shirt. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so you're talking about the variables and everything. That's actually my next question. You're always answering my questions before I ask. We got this. She's lobbing you soft. Yeah, hey, <laughs> literally. You I, <laughs> you're making me think I, of things. Again, I'm still. I'm, you guys should do this Monday afterwards. You should guys should do a softball uh, home run derby ground crew. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd but, be fun. Um, <laughs> What are you guys looking for specifically when you're on site? You know, obviously, you're talking about there's different things for every single one. Are there things specific that, hey, we need to double check this? Hey, we need to be aware we might need this, this, and this? Or is there just, it's case by case, like when things happen, you find out? Or is there like a, a strategic plan that you guys have going well, in? I think it's kind of case by case because it's like, yeah. why are they, why are they, where, why are they building? I mean, there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, they need more fields whatever that scenario is, why are they renovating? What's happening that they need a new field too? So it's a case by case. Yeah. Um, uh, why are we here today? Like what is what is the issue that you're having that we need to solve yeah. for you? So, so the, I mean, you know, let's say maybe it's a drainage issue. Maybe it's a grade issue. Um, I mean, it can go on and on. I don't... Oh, yeah. You have to... You have to see what the situation is. What are we, what are we dealing with? And let's, come, let's problem solve why and then let's fix it. And, and what is your expectation coming out of this project? <laughs> I think that is also the, another the really important. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, right. 
not necessarily just cost. I mean, you know, as a company, you have to think about that. But like, what are what's the outcome? Like, what are you expecting? Are are you expecting like a like a like a park quality? Are you expecting uh, professional quality? Like, how many events are you going to have on this thing? Like, who's playing on it? Yeah. Yep. How many how many games are you playing? Yep. It's. And I, I love how you guys take that into account before it's even there. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, okay, i got to take care of this. We like, do. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't. <laughs> we right. have to There's tell them that. There's a lot of uh, folks <laughs> that don't do that. I just they need a field. What build, do you mean? Build what do, why do I need to know how many hours yeah, this gets yeah. used? <laughs> yeah. I need well, a and, new field. And I don't know, um, a lot of things that I do too, I work with general contractors mm-hmm. that are in the area, and they're subbing me to do the inside yeah. part, and they're building the, the big part on the outside. So I'm working just fence, sometimes fence in is what I yeah, say. Yeah. But um, uh, where am I going? <laughs> well, we do a lot of the same thing. Like, but we focus, they, right? We focus yeah. on the field itself. Right, I know I was going with that. But the, they, they're, they're not specced. Yeah. I have yes. to, I'm building something based a, on their specs. Yeah. And they didn't come to a ball field you know they didn't come to us and say hey how would you build this they said this is how you're going to build it and i'm going why would you do that and i have to go in and try to do change orders or things like that so i don't know so so so, to me if you're going to build a field especially at the higher levels too know who your groundskeeper is yeah talk to him know what they're what what materials does he want on his field what is he used to what is he used to what grasses he likes what uh, what's the was. budget you're gonna have to maintain it yeah 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 <laughs> right? for sure for what sure. equipment are you giving them to maintain it yeah you're taking are you consideration or you it? might yeah. have to bring in people to help every year you know a yeah. subcontractor to help grade out the field or whatever so yeah. those are the things sometimes people forget about mm-hmm. they're like oh we got this sweet stadium it's beautiful and it's like <laughs> okay but who's taking care of it yeah Do you- and the the subcontracting and everything I, my brother he's a baseball coach just brand new uh, high school so they put in a new field, and in the past, they don't pay attention to their subcontracts and what they're doing and who's doing what on the fields because they're focusing on getting the building in. You know, like they didn't have their their housing permit until like the week before school started, so no one was out in the building. So it was kind of like a panic, like they weren't paying attention. Um, but they put the field in, and it was like not graded correctly. People drove on it after it was graded forklifts and whatnot Mm -hmm. and when they laid the sod they left gaps like four inches and i and we were there telling them to like do it right and i showed them and they were like no this is it's fine so i was like so you don't have enough sod is what you're trying to tell me right now (laughs) like um there are so many things that people it'll fill in (laughs) that's literally (laughs) i was like they were like why are you challenging me on this what are you talking about like I have a four-year degree in turf grass management. He's like, oh, and then he walks away. I'm like, of course, yeah, no, that's 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 what I wanted from you. No, but it, they didn't take into account in the subcontracting. Like, they didn't have the grade. They didn't have the right way of doing it like you guys know. And, again, that's what's great about your guys' companies is that it brings that expertise and it brings the experience all together to ensure those the safe playing surfaces that are going to be there forever, you know? Um is there anything that you're focusing on? Like, is it high schools, colleges, uh, with your organizations? Obviously, you were talking about going around the world and whatnot. You're getting back to your roots. But what are you focusing on uh, when it comes to a job? What makes sense to you is probably the best wording yeah. for it. Yeah. 
we're a small company. We don't have a million people. We're not all over the United yeah, States. Yeah. Um, this is the best. I like. No <laughs> well, I, mean, I, li- I personally, I like to stay local. I mean, it keeps the budget. It keeps the price down. I'm yeah. not moving equipment everywhere. Um, we try to source things that are locally when it comes to soils. Um, you know, and, and that helps sometimes your budgets too. So I'm working with yes, the younger levels, the youth, the little leagues, all the way up to we have um, a few. Um, we have the. TD Ameritrade, yeah. we have Warner Park, you know, so we don't have any professional stadiums in Nebraska, so, but um, I like to stay local. It also helps having a family, yeah, you know, and things sure. like that. You're not out of town all the time, and, um, and that's where we're the opposite. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean, I think we bring that um, that small small company feel to the big little bit bigger stage you know we're looking to do collegiate and professional fields uh we're looking at uh you know really really high-end type renovations and construction the more complicated the better Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as i'm concerned you know you're typically dealing with owners reps clients groundskeepers for those you know that work with that organization uh you're working with field architects you're working with designers so like you're you're shuffling a deck and throwing it all down and you know really really coming together to create something special and the field is like this anomaly a lot of times for a lot of them and seeing a lot of the 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 OGs in the business like aging out like a lot of the uh, younger folks just don't have the expertise to like step in and say I want you know root zone with this percent you know, of uh, fines and medium core sands and like they don't necessarily have the technical background to be able to put all the pieces together um, t- and and tell the folks in their organization what they need, Yeah. right? So, you know, that's where, you're, you know, you have to come in and it's like you're coaching up folks too. Like, you know, if it were me and I was in this situation and these were the challenges I was having, like... This is how I, I might do this. You know, That's what we need more project. of, you know, yeah. in the country when it comes to even like just fields, because and no one recognizes like the sheer mass, the number of athletic fields there are, even in like a school district. Like, oh, that's so why. And that's another reason why I don't have to go far. Right? Yeah, I have, just in my neighborhood, I have two yeah. that are in the park in the by the school. Yeah, and those are played on, you know, so. You don't have to go far to find a field. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and it, it, there are the pro. The other thing is like people want to know, but they don't know where to go to find the knowledge. You know, because there are great resources out there, and obviously incredible people that know what they're doing, but they don't contact the right people. You know, uh, no, not a shot at a PhD or anybody. I love you guys. You guys are great, but like they're not the ones that are going to be the ones to call, which is right. who they usually call. They're like, well, we don't actually build fields or anything like that. So, um, yeah, what you guys do is incredible because, again, the overall like process, like going through, figuring out the bid, figuring out how to do all of the grading, what variety, what are we doing here. What's the schedule like afterwards? Are we doing fur apps? Are we doing chemicals? Anything like that? Like, there, it's such a long process. It's an awesome process to be a part of, I'm sure. Um, but I, it's so cool to see it all come together, you know, in the end. So, sure. And then, in, I'm sure you get to travel to all your fields. But staying local, <laughs> I can just pop by. I can have a game, watch a game, and just see how the field's playing. I can. 
you know, check Marketing out what's going on. Yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, it's to me, I just, I'm kind of just like living in kind of like a less stressful That's life. I mean, she's got all these, yes, you know, like, there's a tip little to, you gotta, bit gotta, of stress involved with that process. <laughs> and I'm on the other end, like, I just want to sit on a tractor, you know, like, I'm going to, yeah. and I'm helping also, you know, with the, with the maintenance. So I'm yeah. also aerating and seeding and stuff like that. So I can, when I'm out there, I can say, it's a good business. You have, we're getting some wear in those outfields. We really yeah. need to make sure that we're up our up in our yeah. aeration or yeah. maybe top dressing and things like that. Yeah. So um, being local, I can stay local and I can get out and take care of my customers. Absolutely. Even when they're not calling me, I can still come and pop in and call on them. And that's why your company is so successful. Yeah. Because you're taking the initiative and you're being that person they need, you know, and that's awesome. I appreciate it, you know. Even though I'm not there, it's just great to hear. Um, with all of that, I wrap it up on this question because, again, we're a high school program where we're trying to get kids interested in the industry and all that. Um, what would be your best words of advice for someone who's interested, like a Liz, in uh, joining the industry, looking towards field construction, maybe even uh, college athletics, whatever it is? Um, what would be your best words of advice for them sort of taking that next step? I would tell them to, one, go try thing, other things. There are a lot of things out. Yep. There's baseball, there's football, there's turf, there's Absolutely. soils, there's maintenance. I mean, there are so many different parts of the industry. If, you want, if you're looking at this industry, turf, there's so many different parts of it. Try a few different things and mm -hmm. see where you fit. And love what you do. If you wake up every morning, I mean... Some days aren't, you know, you want to stay yeah, in bed. No, but you. at the end of the day, it's passion. Um, I look at the field and I say, is it good enough for me? And if it's not good enough for me, I'm not moving. I'm not leaving. So um, at the end of the day, I look at the field. I love the field. <laughs> that's that's we're my... All, we're that's all my, turf nerds. <laughs> I know. You know straight turf nerds. Yeah. But I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. And I love waking up and I love going to work. And I love doing this now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I would say, uh, you know, it's great that you have relationships in the, in the business. And um, I always would tell our interns to, you know, find a mentor um, and find more mentors in the business. Try different things out while you can. You know, when you're single and you can move around and you can do different things. Like, if you think that... Uh, you know, you've always wanted to go be in L.A. and work on the Dodgers field. Like, do it. Go for a summer. Go do yeah. it. Like, just let me know. We'll make some phone calls and, and we'll figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, but go and chase it. Have passion. But understand that there'll be a give and take in your life, just like with any pro profession, um, that you have to pick and choose what's important to you in your life. Absolutely. Um, this, this isn't an easy uh, business to work in got to love it you got to truly love it have passion for it and um and it's attainable and you can be incredibly successful uh, one more thing i think is very important too yeah. is find a company or whoever you work for that supports you and supports your growth if if this like not like my boss supports me being here for a week does he want me at home right now yes he does <laughs> yeah. but he sees the bigger picture yeah. like this is he Find that support. Absolutely. And Agreed. that yep. great that point. Very important. Very important. If you're if you, your boss does not support you, 
even though you might love your field, you might have the best course in the whole wide world, but if your boss does not support you or respect you, then find another, you can make another course, you can make another field just as beautiful. That might be probably the most underrated thing, and that's the first time I've heard from anyone. Having someone there that will be there whenever you need them, mm -hmm. and obviously you love, you know, those relationships will make life a living nightmare or amazing, you know, and that's, if you have the right relationship, it's going to take you wherever you want to go, you know. To the so then I have to give a shout out then to Pat O'Donnell yeah, for ahead. letting me yeah. be here today. Yeah, thank you, Pat. We appreciate Dreams you. Dreams coming true out here. Thank um, you. I do have one thing to say to you two. I want to thank you guys so much for what you're doing for the younger girls that are here. It is incredible to see them, again, learning from you guys firsthand, and my kids absolutely love you, and they're always talking about like this is incredible like I can't believe I'm here right now learning from these incredible women like I truly cannot thank you enough especially taking them under your wing and just giving them the experience that no one could ever really imagine you know so well let's not forget why they're here though yes it's because of who we're sitting next oh. to <laughs> exactly and we're if learning from them right. as much as they're learning from us if it wasn't for you they wouldn't be here either so you reached out i mean what you do what you're doing yeah. um you're a big part of it too yeah, so shout out to you thank you thank for you. what you're doing for of us course. in the industry too of course anytime all right